transform to Your Word, Lord. Lord, mold us and make us to what You want us to be. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. You may be seated. I want to look here in verse 2. The Apostle Paul said, And be not conformed to this world, but notice what he said, But be ye transformed. I want to talk to you this morning about that little subject there. Be ye transformed. This is not a suggestion for us to follow, but this is a command for us as a child of God. It's for us to be transformed. This being transformed simply means to change the outward figure, fashion, or appearance. That means to be transformed simply means to be changed. I want you to know the very day that you met Jesus, Jesus ought to make uh, such an impact in you that it changed you. I believe that meeting Jesus is a life-changing experience. It is an experience that changes you for the rest of your life. I don't see how somebody can call upon Jesus and meet the Lord that I know and, and meet the God that is the author of this Bible and say that they are saved but never experience a true change. I want you to know that God wants you to change. He wants you to change. He doesn't want you just to be saved, but He wants you to change. And as a child of God, understand that being transformed means to change. And every day in our spiritual life, we are to transform into that person that God wants us to be. You should not be the person today that you was the day that God saved your soul. You ought to be different today. You ought to be different than the world. You ought to be different than those that are in society today. God has called us out from them. He said, come out from among them. Be ye different. Be peculiar. Be particular and child of God. It's time for us to change. It's time for us to come out from among them and be who God has called us to be. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Notice what he said in verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Sometimes as a child of God, we spend more time conforming than transforming. We need to be transformed. Child of God, understand this. We need to quit conforming to the world. We need to quit conforming to the world. Back in November, we had a great day. It was called Camouflage Day. And it was a day that we encouraged everybody to get out of the deer leases and the deer camps and just come to church and you camouflage. But you know, I got to thinking about that day. Miss V had mentioned something about it. How many times in our life that we are camouflaged Christians. And we have conformed to the world and we have not yet transformed. We have not yet changed. Let me tell you something, child of God. We need to change. We need to be different. And there comes a point in time in our life as a child of God that we need to make that decision of whether we're going to conform or be ye transformed. Not long ago in deacon's meeting, we were struggling in different things and we were wondering how to get the commitment level up and get this up and get this up. And it said, as it said all the time, well, you know, uh, it's this time of year, so if we get this time of year over with, maybe it'll pick back up. And I just said, and I didn't mean nothing by it and they knew it, but I said, you know, it's always something. I said, you know, first it's baseball season. And as soon as baseball season's over, preacher, man, we're going to be sold out. Well, then it's vacation season, and as soon as vacation season's over, we're going to be sold out. And if we get vacation season behind, everybody get more faithful. 
And then it's hunting season, and then it's this season, and that season, and the holiday season. And at the end of the day, the child of God has got to quit making excuses. And at the end of the day, that's all these things are, are excuses. And we've got to understand that it is our job to be transformed. That means to be peculiar and be different. Let me tell you something. Everybody's following the ways of the world. Be different and say, no, I'm going to serve the Lord. Be different and say, no, I'm going to be sold out to God. And I simply told him, I said, listen, we've got to quit making excuses for everybody. And at the end of the day, we've got to understand we need to be transformed. We need to change. We need to be dedicated and sold out to the Lord. May I tell you today, we have a decision to make every day. Are we going to conform? Or are we going to be transformed? Are we going to be transformed? Notice number one, the cause of being transformed. Why do I need to change? Why do I need to be different than the world? Notice what he said in verse 1. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Do you know why we should be transformed? Because of the mercies of God. You remember little old David? Little old shepherd boy? And his brothers was down there at the battle. And there they were with Goliath. And they're fixing to go to war. And here's the armies of God that is defeated. They're scared to death of Goliath. They're on the battle line. They're discouraged. They're down. David comes running up there from the shepherd fields. And he comes up there and he says, what's going on? And they're, they're uh, murmuring and they're in despair. And oh, this Philistine is going to whoop us. And they're scared to death. You remember what that little old that little lad said what that little teenage boy said. He said, here you are, scared to death, with that uncircumcised, dirty, filthy Philistine, and here you are, the army of the living God, scared to death. And his brothers got mad at him said, oh, David, hush up and go home. Just go back to the field. Go back where you come from. And he asked this question. Y'all listen to me. He asked this question. Is there not a cause... You see, everybody was sitting there defeated. Nobody wanted to get up and go to battle because they were scared to death. And he simply asked the question, is there not a cause? Let me tell you something, friend. There is a cause. There is a reason to get up and go to work for the Lord. There is a reason to keep fighting. Do you remember David went down to the battle and he wasn't scared? To me, he was almost a little bit cocky, a little arrogant, but, but that wasn't it. He was confident in his Lord, wasn't he? And he said, let me tell you something, old Goliath, and there he's looking straight up. I defeated a bear and a lion. You ain't nothing. And I come to you in the name of the Lord. And that little fellow had more boldness and confidence because he knew there was a cause to stand up for and to fight for. And let me tell you something, friend, there's still a cause. And it's called the mercies of God. Why, preacher, should I be transformed? Why should I change? Why should I be sold out to God? Because of the mercies of God that has been bestowed upon your life. I love what the prophet Jeremiah said. He said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Are y'all listening? Isn't that good stuff? The weeping prophet Jeremiah said, hey, I want to quit because it's been bad. I hadn't had anybody get saved. Man, my life has been a disaster since I've been serving the Lord. But he said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Understand that the cause and the reason to get up 
and to change and to give our life to Jesus is because of His mercies over our life. And it's because of His mercies that we have not been consumed. It's because of His grace that we're still here. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for the Lord, we wouldn't have nothing and we wouldn't be nothing. Okay? And we need to understand it is by His grace and His mercy that we're here today and we're breathing today and all that we have in our life to Him be all the honor and all the glory. You know why I ought to get up and be transformed to God? You know why I ought to change? Because God has been good to me. His mercies are unbelievable. And may I just say, great is thy faithfulness. He has been faithful to me. So many people, well, I don't know about getting sold out. I don't know about getting committed. Why wouldn't you? He's been committed to you. He's been faithful to us. He's there at every beckoning call. Huh. Isn't He faithful today? Isn't He long-suffering today? Isn't He loving today and merciful today? Why should I get sold out to God? Because He sold out to you. He is sold out to you. And that, for that very reason is why we ought to commit ourselves to the Lord. 1 Corinthians said, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. You understand something, that we have been bought with a price. And Jesus paid that price. Why should I transform? Because He paid my price. He did more for me than anybody has ever done. He's worthy. He's worthy. Great is thy faithfulness. Notice number two, the challenge of being transformed. He said in verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies. What does God want from me, preacher? Well, I'm glad you asked the question. This is what He wants. He wants you to present your body to Him. He wants you to present your bodies to Him. And this word present simply means to place at one's disposal. This means you are placing yourself at the disposal of the Lord. Well, I will if I have time. How long is this going to take? Are you all awake? (laughs) How long is this going to keep me? Let me tell you something. When you present your body to the Lord, you are putting yourself at His disposal. That means you are giving yourself entirely to the Lord with no strings attached, with nothing there. How many times we say, well, God, I will serve you, but what do you want me to do? (laughs) Well, God, I'll be there, but how long am I going to have to be there? God wants us to present, to come to Him, and to give ourselves to Him. To present ourselves and say, God, here I am. Isn't that what Isaiah said? Here am I, send me. He said, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm here. We talked about the other night about how, how awesome it would be if visitors come in. And so many times visitors come in and say, Preacher, what can the church do for me? What can the church do for me? Wouldn't it be awesome if visitors come in? What can I do for the church? Huh. Everybody said, well, what can I get out of church? What can I get out of God? But friend, what can we do for the church? What can we do for the Lord? And friend, that's what God wants us to do, is to lay our life down and give our life back to Him. Preacher, that's a lot. It is. But I do it because He did it for me first. And I understand the very day that I got saved that He laid His life down for me. And there's days that I'm sorry. You can ask my wife. She'll agree to that. I'm sorry lots of days. Lots of days, I'm sorry, but every day I ought to give up, get up and say, God, here I am. Here I am. Use me. 
God, here I am. Isn't that what Jesus did for us? Here you go, Josh. I'm laying down my life for you. Oh, man, to lay your life down and yield yourself to the authority and to the submission of God and say, God, it's no longer my power, but it's your power. No longer about what I want, but it's what you want. Isn't that hard to do? Oh my goodness, isn't it difficult to get to that place where we're sold out to the Lord? A preacher told me one time, he was telling me about a man that was sold out. And he said, preacher, I've learned a long time in the ministry that there's some people that get saved and there's some people that really get saved. And there's some people that just commit and they're sold out regardless. And I thought, you know he's right. But I want to be one of those that's... He's saved. <laughs> he's committed. He's sold out. I want to be one of those that when God looks down, He's satisfied. Friend, He wants you today. He wants your all. He wants everything. May I tell you, He's worthy of our all today. He's worthy of everything. How many things do we have standing in God's way today? How many times that we give God excuses? God, I can't do this. God, I won't do this because of this and that. Understand that God could take that excuse from you. Be careful using excuses. Understand that God can take all of those excuses away where you have no excuses anymore to serve Him. But I'll tell you what, God don't want to take them. He wants you to lay them down this morning. And I'm reminded of that song, Miss V. Abraham prayed for the day. God would give him a son. Blessed Isaac was his name. The greatest gift he'd ever known. Then came the day. Who would have dreamed. God would say give him to me. On this mountain you will prove. It's you and Isaac. Or it's me and you. When I lay my Isaac down. Broken heart. But my father's proud. On this altar here he lays. Just to find it wasn't him. He wanted me. Most of us I dare to say. Have an Isaac in God's way. On the altar God will prove. It's not your Isaac that he wants. He wants you. You know, when Abraham took Isaac up there that day, we put so much emphasis on God wanted Isaac. But you see, this man of God who left the earth, the Chaldees, for everything, he prayed and he prayed and he prayed for this son. And God finally gave him everything he prayed for. But I believe that he wanted it so much that when he got it, he put it before the Lord. It's possible that your kids are your idol today. It's possible that anything in your life you could put before God. And I believe Abraham put Isaac before God. And he took him to that mountain that day. And the reason God did that is not because he was asking for Isaac, but he was asking for Abraham. And he wanted to know and he wanted to see if Abraham loved him enough to put all, put all down and replace for him. And for that man to lay that son down and lay it down on that altar and say, God, here he is. Let me tell you something. God wouldn't want Isaac. He was wanting Abraham. Why did God put a a ram in the thicket? Because Abraham had proven that God was number one. And he said, I'll provide for you. You put me number one. I'll give you everything. (laughs) I'll provide everything for you. Isn't that awesome? Let me tell you something. It's time to lay our Isaac down. 
It's time to lay down those excuses. You ever heard that old song, excuses, excuses? Every day. We hear them every day. Remember that one where that guy would get all high pitched and the preacher wouldn't even shake my hand. I've heard that many times. What preachers? Man, that preacher's sorry. I'm not going there. I'm not going to serve the Lord. Oh, man, I tell you, that old individual, they made me mad. I'm just going to quit church and quit God and quit everything. Shame on us. Don't let anything stand between you and the Lord. And I hear it all the time. Well, I would go to that church if it wasn't for old so-and-so. <laughs> We're not here for old so-and-so. We're here for Jesus. Well, I would go there if old deacon and old preacher and old this one and old that one. Boy, I'd just love for somebody to say, man, I want to go there because y'all worship Jesus. And that's why I want to go there. Friend, coming here and serving God is not about me and it's not about you, but it's about Jesus. And if people would quit looking at the preacher and quit looking at the deacon, and oh, if they would sing this song or that song, or if we would have this teacher or that teacher, I would come. You're lying. You wouldn't come. You've proven you won't come. <laughs> you pro- we've proven how sorry we are. Friend, Jesus has given us everything. Let's not put limitations on Him. Well, if He'll do this, I'll come. If He'll do that, I'll come. Friend, He's already done it all for us. What else do we need? What else could we ask for? He's given us all. Why should we transform? Because of His mercies. Glory to God. Isn't He faithful? Isn't He awesome? Well, I'll tell you what, if that preacher get better, I'll be sorry my whole life, okay? Let's just get that straight. But Jesus is good. And that's why you should come to church. That's why you should come to worship service. That's why you should serve the Lord every day of your life. Because Jesus is good. Jesus is good in His Word. Boy, if they'll get a better Sunday school teacher. Quit looking at people. And look at Jesus. Well, I'd come to that class, or I'll do this, or I'll do that, friend. Quit making excuses. Lay that Isaac down. Lay that Isaac down. Hey, it's time to lay it down. It's time to get serious. Now, this is my opinion. The Lord's coming back. Oh, by the way, that's a fact. (laughs) Jesus is coming. And as that star lit up in the eastern sky when Jesus come the first time, may I tell you the eastern sky is going to light up one more time. And it's going to show us His appearing and every eye is going to open up and they're going to see Jesus. They're going to see Jesus. Can I give my opinion? I don't know when He's coming. So I'm not going to say when He's coming. But I believe He's coming soon. Do you see what's going on in Israel? Do you see what's going on? They're trying so hard to get that peace treaty signed right now. Right now they're trying to get that peace treaty signed. You know what that peace treaty is? It is the start of tribulation. Say, folks, we better wake up. It's time to redeem the time. It's time to get serious. It's time to get on board. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. You say, preacher, man, I got this, I got this, I got this. Let's quit making excuses. He's coming back. And every excuse that I give is not going to be good enough when He comes. It's not going to be good enough. He's coming. And He's coming for me. (laughs) Glory. Amen. And I hope He's coming for you. But I want to ask you this. Are you doing what you need to do? Is He going to be satisfied with your life? 
Are you, have you presented yourself a living sacrifice? We're going to go off script this morning, okay? A living sacrifice. That's the next point. I forget what it was. But whatever it was, that's what He wants us to be, a living sacrifice. And here's the picture. Listen, listen, listen. All eyes up here. Listen. He goes back to the Old Testament. Paul's talking about sacrifice. Sacrifice goes to the Old Testament. These people would give their life to these animals. And they would pour all that they had in these animals to present God their very, very best. And now we move into the New Testament. God doesn't want your animal. He wants you. Okay? And here's the picture that Paul is trying to paint that no longer does God want our animals, but He wants us. And He don't want you to offer Him a lamb, but He wants you to offer Him your heart and your soul. And say, God, here's my heart, here's my soul, I'm giving my all to you. And the difference in the old and the new is in the old, the sacrifice had to die. And for that sacrifice to be pleasing unto God, it had to die. But now He doesn't want a dead sacrifice. Oh man, isn't that awesome? He wants a living sacrifice. We don't have to die It's not that we have to die for us, for Him to be satisfied. But friend, we're alive. A living sacrifice. To live a life unto His honor, unto His glory. What kind of sacrifice are we to be? The Bible says holy and acceptable. God's called you to be holy. There's a highway and it's called holiness. It's what the Bible says. book of Isaiah. God wants us to live holy lives. He doesn't want us to live like the world. He doesn't want us to do the things the world does. Let me tell you something, child of God. We have no business living in this world. Holy, set apart, sanctified. Listen, we have no business messing with drugs, messing with alcohol. We have no business in adulteries. We have no business in that mess. I told somebody the other day, they were talking about drugs and they were talking about their problems. I said, listen, you get you a good dose of the Holy Spirit, you'll get so high, it's better than crack, than cocaine, than anything. I'm glad knowing Jesus is better than any substance this world can give you. Let me tell you something. The Bible said be holy. It's time for us as God's people clean our life up and say, Jesus, here I am. And I love that word acceptable. Satisfying to God. How many times we live our life hoping that other people are satisfied? Who cares what everybody thinks? The only opinion that should matter to us is the opinion of God. And I'll never forget August 17, 2005. I've been living in the world. I've been running from God's will. And this is how I got to that place where I said, it's time to lay my Isaac down. It's time to serve God. Is when I understood that all of those buddies and all those friends that I cared so much for is, would not stand with me before the Lord. And I knew that day when I stood before God, all of those buddies and all those people that I let influence me would not be there to help plead my case. That it was going to be me and God. Let me tell you something, friend. I thought that day, I said, if it's going to be me and God then, it might as well be me and God now. And all of those people that I'm so worried about, who cares? I grew up with my dad. And there's one thing about my dad. He does not care. He'll do anything, say anything. He's embarrassed me my whole life. And the older he gets, the worse he gets. Me and my brother, we pick on him all the time. And 
tell him what you know nursing home we're going to put him in and all of this. And, and I said, man, the more you embarrass me, the worse. The man, we're going to go south side of Monroe and find the worst nursing home down there and put you in. Because you embarrass us all the time. Because he just doesn't care. And I'll tell you what, child of God, we've got to get to the place where we don't care what anybody says any longer. As long as God is happy with me, and as long as God can look down upon my life that I've given to Him, and He's satisfied. Is God satisfied? He's looking down on you this morning. And I ask you this question, is He satisfied with what He sees? Is He satisfied? Are you sold out? Have you presented your body to Him? If you haven't, He's not satisfied. I'm not into this resolution mess. You know, it's the new year, I'm going to do this. We don't keep most of them, okay? But let's get committed, okay? Let's get committed to God. Not because it's the first of the year, but because we're saved. But because we're supposed to. If you're not where God wants you to be, it's time to get there. And it's time to lay that Isaac down and say, God, here it is. And sell yourself out to the Lord. God wants men to be sold out. He wants women to be sold out. He wants children to be sold out. Are we sold out to Him? Are we at His disposal? He's worthy. His mercies. Oh man, He's worthy. God's been so good to me. If I told you everything God's done for me, I'd be here all day. We'd probably go through the night. Because God's been good. And He's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Child of God, it's time to lay down our life to Him and say, God, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I used to hear all the time, somebody would call the house and tell my dad, well, they couldn't, couldn't come to church. Well, I got a headache. He'd say, well, I'm glad God didn't have a headache when it's time to go to the cross. <laughs> you ever thought about that? What if Jesus gave us as many excuses as we give Him? Boy, I'm glad He's not like us. Amen. What a loving God we serve. He loves us so much that He gave His only begotten Son. And let me tell you something. There's one thing you know every day when you wake up, God has given His very best for you. But my question to you, are we giving our best to Him? Let's stand this morning. Prepare for a hymn of invitation. If you're here this morning, you've never been saved. I want to invite you to come and be saved today. I want to invite you to come to these altars. If you're here and it's time to lay down that Isaac, I want you to come to these altars and lay your Isaac down. Whatever standing between you and getting right with God, lay that down this morning. I found this. If you're willing, God will take it from you. God will take it from you. Give it to Him. Let Him have it. And He'll take it from you. It's addiction. Stronghold, whatever it is, let him have it. Whatever standing in God's way, let's get rid of it today. Let's get sold out. If you need to join the church, let's do that. What we'll page? Hymn number 382. 382. As we sing this morning, would you come? These altars are open. What a better way to start the year than at the altar. Why do you wait, dear brother? Oh, why do you tarry so long? Your Savior is waiting to give you 
sanctified throne. Why not? Why not? Why not come to him now? Why not? Why not? Why not come to say